All right. So are you stressed out and don't know how to get life insurance right now? Maybe you've even gotten started or don't know how to get started. Well, we do have an actual sponsor here today on the podcast, and it's my honor to make sure I introduce Jake. He's actually the strategic national manager of Ethos, and he's going to explain, you know, maybe why you should look into insurance and why it's actually gotten a lot easier over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Brady, for for having me on. Uh, really, the the goal of Ethos and why it's so beneficial if you're just starting out in this industry is it makes really simple work of shopping around for you. Just starting out in the industry, the traditional method of insurance has been doing a lot of work on the front end, right? And and researching which products and which carrier options are gonna be right for your clients. And even then you have to make sure that you're appointed with these different carriers, that you're, you have all the licensing and the contracting that you need. But with Ethos, when you're applying for a client with Ethos, our one single application is actually shopping four different carriers and seven different product options. And we're underwriting everything with an automated algorithm that's over my head, (laughs) all in one place and doing the work for you. So you put a client into an application and Ethos does the rest of the work. We'll determine which of those products, which of those carriers the client is going to be a good fit for and offer them the best rate possible. Really the, the goal that I've said so many times with Ethos is regardless of who's applying for coverage, We're going to find something that's going to fit for them. And we're going to make that process easier, not just for the client, but for the agent as well. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's definitely made my business a lot easier to to do. You know, a lot of clients just don't know where to start. If they don't want to go sit down with an insurance agent, you know, it's easier to say, hey, go go to this link. You're going to be able to apply for the insurance and go from there. So, you know, whether you're an agent looking for another carrier to partner with, Ethos is amazing to partner with. But if you're also listening and you want to get and look into some insurance, we're going to have a link down below that you just click and it'll literally walk you through step by step. You literally have no questions at all. And the application takes maybe like five to 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five to 10 minutes. We say, you know, the, the 15 minutes, cause that's a, a fun little quip. Uh, okay. That's easy to remember, <laughs> but honestly you, you can get right through there in probably seven minutes is probably the average. All right. Perfect. Well, I know a lot of us have seven minutes to make sure their families are protected. So Jake, I appreciate your time and coming on and, Yeah, look forward to keeping our partnership going. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, welcome back to the third podcast and the third day of our training event. We just got it wrapped up here. If you're wondering why I'm looking to the right here, um, I have a very special guest, one of my best friends. Um, We got started in the business around the exact same time. Um, and man, I, I feel like this is the third podcast and everyone I say it, everyone I've been interviewing are people that, um, I'm either chasing, um, or they're chasing me and they're very, very close to me (laughs) and make me nervous. So, um, but that's what I love about our business is we get to, we get to do that and, um, you'll have that healthy competition. So, um, once again, these are the first podcasts. We're not going to be dressed like this every single time, (laughs) but, um, for the first ones, that's why we are dressed up nicely. So, um, but without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce Nicholas Weiner here, man. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to be on. You are one of those people in my life that, um, you know, you just have this way about you and this, uh, your personality is everything that I'm looking for in a friend. You know what I mean? I have a, a lot of people in my past that, uh, that don't believe in me the way that you do. And, and you're one of those people that 
sees uh, sees the potential in everybody and wants to push him up. And so I'm really excited for you to get this podcast rolling, and uh, I'm excited to see what's what's to come of this. Yeah, man, it's it's an exciting stuff. Um, some some learning curves, obviously, with everything, but um, yeah, man, you know the positivity. It, it, I didn't I didn't get it overnight. You know, it's it's taken me you know three four years to get to the point that I'm at. Um, but surrounding myself with the people that have that attitude, you know, um, we've, we talked about him before in the other podcast. Um, you know, I, first thing that comes to mind is always Nick Theodore, you know, he just gave out, I think it was like $4,000, $5,000 in lead credit. Um, that's just how gracious he is. And that is, um, what I'm striving to get to, you know, I always have, um, room for improvement. I still have my moments, um, just like any human does obviously, but, um, being able to continue that positivity because, uh, there's a lot of negativity in this world anymore, man. Yeah, there is. So just being able to keep that positivity rolling and, and um, you know, just being that that positive person in people's lives is the best thing that happened for me. And, um, you know, as you said, you know, you, you came from from that and um, some negativity and things like that. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, same thing with me, man. Um, I cut all those people out. Some people call me selfish for doing that. But um, in reality, they're the ones that are selfish for that um, because they were the ones bringing me down. Um, and I have, I have big goals, big aspirations. It's been talked about a lot on the stage, um, a lot of jokes and things like that, but, um, I don't know, we only get one life, so why not go for everything? That's the way I look at it. So 100%, that's the, that's one of the things that I genuinely really love about you, man. It's like, there's so many people in your life that just, when you say something like, man, one day I want to have a yacht or, or I want to have a plane or something they're they're like, yeah, me too, buddy. Right. <laughs> but like, you, you're genuinely like, dude, me too. Like right. I, I really, yeah, let's go get it, you know, and you, you get me fired up. So exactly. It's funny. I, it's just a quick little story. I, I was talking to an agent. Her name is Ashley Hartner. And, uh, um, I was, I was buying all the equipment, spending a ton of money. And, um, she's like, I can't believe you're finally doing, it. you know, we, uh, she's been in the business for like four or five months. I've been talking about it for that long, just to her. And, um, so I sent her a screenshot. I said, by the way, I do do things that I say. Um, and it was a screenshot. I was messaging people two and a half years ago. Um, getting ideas, talking to producers, getting things put together. Um, it just took me two and a half years to finally pull the trigger. So yeah, um, I do get things done because they are lofty goals. <laughs> but yeah. um, hey, in the right time, it always comes about. So, um, but what I would like to get into, uh, Nicholas, is because your story is very interesting. You know, um, your brother uh, Matthew Weiner, which we'll have on here um, soon enough. I probably think in probably next three or four podcasts we'll have him as a guest. So look forward to that, you guys. I um, mean, definitely gonna want to turn into that one. Um, but you know. I know it wasn't easy for you to get into this business. Um, I know it, it took a few years. Um, even your, your brother was in the business before you were. So, um, but before getting you into the business, what I like to go back to is, um, cause we're, we're at the younger age, right? Um, how young are you again? I'm 29, 29 years old. So you've been out of high school for a few years, obviously. Um, but what I like to figure out is, you know, let's look at, look at your past and, um, you know, what you've tried out of high school, what you did and, and kind of give me some ideas there. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, I, I had no aspirations in high school whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely, and, and I'm not kidding, like, this is something that I said several times in high school. Like, I don't care what I do after high school. Um, our dad is a deacon, very religious man, and he told us growing up, and, and this actually, this crippled me going into uh, to my early adult years, like through high school and everything, is we're only here to get to there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I took that to I took that to the extreme. Like <laughs> when I heard that, I genuinely was like, man, like then none of this matters. Right. Like this life does not matter. Yeah. So why would I concern myself with anything that I do? What what my grades look like, what my career is going to be after high school? Like all of my friends that were like really putting effort 
into their work in high school, I was like, you're dumb. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like this life is so temporary. We're, we're spiritual beings mm-hmm. and our life after this is our true life, our eternal life. And right. so this temporary one, like why, why do anything else but just enjoy it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is such a, you know. But I, the real question is, were you enjoying life at that time? I was. Yeah. I, I was. Yeah. Like I, I was always the most positive person. So in a way, I mean, it was a good thing because I, I've never had a natural inclination towards like depression or anything right. like that. Yep. Um, and so I, I took that in the sense of like, dude, I'm going to graduate high school and like work at McDonald's and mm-hmm. just like enjoy my life. You know right. what I mean? I, it, I was almost liberated by the fact that I didn't feel the pressure to go out there and perform. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that just makes me, makes me think personally, you know, um, to my, my personal history is what I can always, and the only thing I can go back to, um, you know, it was the people that you were surrounded with. You didn't know anything else, you know, in a sense you were complacent, but happy with complacency. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that is what a lot of the United States is anymore is, you know, people have gotten comfortable. Um, you know, things are changing. The world's changing, um, like crazy. I mean, look at the cost of living anymore. So, um, I'm actually pretty ecstatic to, um, you know, people are always talking about, Oh, price of this price of this. Um, in the back of my head is I'm so excited. Keep on increasing the pricing. Yeah. It's going to push people to have to go do different things, figure it out. Um, so I think it, it, you know, inflation has a lot of positives. Um, yes, people are affected with it negatively also, but, um, in those negative cases, people should start looking for the positives and, um, in the long run, they will look back and be like, oh, man, I'm glad that happened because um, I do that. I reflect, you know, once a year um, and I'm always grateful for the struggles. You know, I was looking for those. So um, but going back to, you know, um, you being happy in that in that position, you know, um, what what was kind of the next steps after that? Uh, really, I met my wife. So um, I, I was at we were in a band. We were at a show and I walked in and I saw Chelsea and I was like, wow, that's the, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and so um, she was the first thing. And, and this sounds crazy, but she was the first thing in my life that I learned to care about. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that sounds like I would be depressed and sad or, or something like that, but I wasn't. I, I loved the music that we played. Um, it, it wasn't still, I didn't have any aspirations to go out and like be a drummer or anything. I thought that that was pretty unrealistic. I knew that it likely wasn't going to happen. But when I met Chelsea, I knew that that was likely, I'm like, I just met my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as much as I don't care about the, the temporary things in this world, I deeply care about her. And so, um, I knew that we were going to get married. And so when she, did you tell her that the first day? No, not the first day. Not the first day. <laughs> well, you're the, if you guys don't know, you will by the end of this podcast. But if you don't know Nicholas, he he will just say what he wants to say. So, <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. To me, I, I could see him be like, "Wow, you're beautiful. I'm gonna marry you." By the way, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just had to ask. I didn't know for sure. Yeah, so. I did. I was very straightforward and was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna walk down to this gas station and get a monster. You want to come with me?" And she she said something like, um, "I don't know. I, I barely know you, creeper." <laughs> no, so um, that's definitely her. Yeah. her personality. That's why you guys are perfect for each other yeah yeah so if you notice us looking over she's actually sitting yeah, she, here with us i didn't even say that yeah she is sitting right behind the computer here yeah. so she's in here listening to us uh yeah. talk about his life so yeah but she she's really the first person in my life that pushed me believe it or not you know my my parents great people i i love them to death but uh I, for one i would hide my report cards and stuff a lot from them <laughs> but they didn't 
I don't know. They were just never the type of people to like be overly concerned about that. And it's probably a lot to do with what dad always told us. We're only here to get to there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when Chelsea got to know me, she was just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're, <laughs> you, this is pathetic. Your crates are like the worst I've ever seen. And she's like, she asked, she genuinely asked me like, why, why is this the way it is? And I said, it's just, none of this matters. Like, it doesn't matter how I perform in high school. I can do whatever I want after. Like, I don't have to spend a ton of money to go to some university. If I want to do something that requires a degree, I'll go to a community college that's guaranteed (laughs) to accept me. And, you know, that's it. But to be honest, and I told her this, I would be happy just working the rest of my life at McDonald's. Like, I don't need to do anything overly crazy. This is, this is temporary. So I'm, I'm happy with just working (laughs) at McDonald's. Like, whatever and she basically was like you need to have bigger goals and aspirations than that Mm -hmm. and and was the first person to really push me in that regard yeah it's crazy to think about because you know looking back i mean i've always had big dreams i just never knew how i was going to facilitate them Mm -hmm. you know um so i i tried everything man i mean (laughs) uh, nick nick theater makes fun of me but (laughs) i mean at one point i was i was i got heavily involved in church was um speaking on stage there i learned i loved speaking on stage at that moment um, and you know, I thought I was going to go down the route of being coming a pastor, um, at one point. And so, um, but thankfully, obviously God pulled me in a different direction. Um, not saying pastors are bad or anything, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just very happy with the way my life has turned out. So, um, but, and then go, going from there and, you know, still working at IHOP for five years. And then, um, you know, some people come into your life for a temporary period and, um, convince you to do something different and changes a director, uh, trajectory. And um, because I thought I was going to be an engineer, I thought from the moment of high school, I got involved in engineering. I thought I was going to be an engineer like I was bone set on it. And then um, the first thing that kind of changed things was the pastor thing. You know, I was like, you know what? There's different things I could do. You know, it kind of just kind of put that seed seed in there um, and it didn't grow right away, obviously. Um, But I was able to um, start thinking, of, man, maybe there is something different than engineering that it it, uh, let's stay open, positive positive mindset right mm-hmm. um and, and keeping keeping things open to to change you know um we talked a lot about adaptability in this business and um being able to be adaptable in life in general too um really will uh, propel you to the next level i i, I personally believe because um you know it, it goes right back to ego too right if you have your brother was talking about um you know having a 70 percent ego i've never heard that before you know i always thought maybe i shouldn't have any ego but um, you do need to have some to show that confidence and things like that mm-hmm. um, to be able to um, not persuade people, but be able to have that confidence when you walk into the room um, and just know that you're there for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, and so, but if you overdo that, then it's not going to go anywhere. You know, um, people aren't going to want to talk to you. People aren't going to be friends with you. Um, so really being able to, you know, keep your eyes open and having people push you forward too. Um, sometimes you need that in your life too. Yeah. So, um, but kind of going back, sorry, I got cut off on a tangent there but um you know so you met chels and then then what kind of happened yeah i mean obviously you know we we got serious pretty quick even though uh we both said that we didn't want a relationship right away and so uh, making a few kids yeah yeah (laughs) no uh she i was 16 and she was 15 but she uh yeah we we got serious started spending a lot of time together and so um you know she like i said she really started to push me um to to find something different and so what ended up happening, I was working at McDonald's and I, I was like, okay, she's right. Like, you know, I should do, I should find a real career. Um, and so this was my flash forward to senior year in high school. I had to take my sister, my, my younger sister to a dentist appointment and mm-hmm. she was uh, getting her teeth cleaned and the hygienist came in 
And I was like, do you like your job? And she said, yeah. And I was like, you make pretty good money? And she said, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. <laughs> like That's all the further thought that I put into it. And so I literally went and I applied for a dental assistant position at the local dentist office and where I grew up um, and went to uh, first Columbus. No, actually, I went to Hawking College. And then I went to um, Ohio State, and then I went to Columbus State. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You really opened up your options, started going to and trying everything there. A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> and so I was just, it, I was going from failure to failure because it was still like I didn't ultimately care about it, and I was not willing to put in the effort for what I needed to do to even get, like, general classes done, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I ended up doing, I was going to school for, like I said, dental hygiene and um I, I hated it. I hated working at the dentist office. And I was like, I got to find something that like doesn't require as much schooling, like right. a, something that I can work and learn at the same time. Right. So naturally, where are you going to go? Trades. Right. Yep. Hey, so shout out to the tradesman. I'm, I'm from Iowa. So my yeah. one of my good friends from uh, middle school, actually, I'm still friends with him. Um, he's in the trades, he's an electrician. So shout out to them guys. Nice. Yeah. Yep. That's the trade I went to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I went to uh, IBW and absolutely no experience whatsoever and this is flashing forward quite a few years at this time uh chelsea was pregnant with our first child we had been uh married and so i went and i interviewed for a position with ibw while i was still working at the dentist office and uh I, i'll never forget we had just had addison our first daughter hours before this interview oh my god yeah hours <laughs> before and so i go in and like i just had a kid man like i could care less about this interview at this point <laughs> And there was like six people on a panel and six. Yes. Yeah, six, listen, six I've people. done a lot of interviews. If I walked into a room with six people or on a, on a FaceTime or whatever it is, six people, that's intimidating. It, you would think so. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think my advantage was I, we had just had our first daughter. <laughs> right. So like six people was the least intimidating. Like I'm, I'm a father, dude. I don't know how to raise a kid. <laughs> like That's what I'm intimidated. I'm in panic mode right now, man. A hundred percent. And so when I went in, I, I was, you just said it. Like, I say what's ever on my mind. I'm very honest. And I'll never forget, they asked me in this interview. So uh, they were like, so what's your experience? And, and how would you rate your mechanical aptitude on a scale of one to 10? I said, no experience, zero. <laughs> they, I was like, and just to, just to further prove my point, like, I can't hang a picture straight. <laughs> like, we had just, my, Chelsea and I had just moved into our rental. And she was like, hey, could you get this picture hung up? And I, I'll never forget sitting there with, like, two nails in my hand, like, trying to figure out if they were straight or not. And Chelsea's like, let's just call somebody else. <laughs> and a guy came over. That's hilarious. Yeah, he, he whipped out a tape measure. And I was just like, ah, tape measure, of course. That, that would have done it. That <laughs> yeah. would have been the trick. Yeah. You know, probably a good thing that uh, you guys didn't move into an apartment before you got uh, had a kid because she might have been like, man, does he know how to hang up a picture? Yeah, <laughs> so. 100%. Yeah. So uh, I somehow ended up getting hired on there. And uh, again, like heading down the same trajectory in my life where I don't care. Like I, I'm not moved to go out there and perform at my best as an electrician. I'm going to go by and I'm going to get whatever I need to do at the minimum just to stay employed and get the job done. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not super. I, I wasn't there to be the best or anything like that. Right. So uh, I was in a class with probably about 20 different apprentices. And I'll never forget, man, like 
there there were so many of those guys that were like you were, I think you're the dumbest person I've ever met <laughs> because I had I had no mechanical aptitude like everything that I tried to do would turn into an absolute mess um Jeez, yeah that that sounds that now that sounds intimidating like going into I remember um one one summer I I I pulled out a job cuz like oh let me try it. like I said I tried everything literally everything I think um um, and it was electrical work. And every morning you had to be at the job site, 4.30 a.m. I'm not a morning person most mornings. So um, you had to, <laughs> you're supposed to be there at 4.30. Um, I would be leaving my house at like 4.15. And it's like a 20-minute drive, man. And yeah. so um, working in summer, just we were doing, um, they gave me the, the crappy work, of course, because I'm, I'm the peon, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. um, they had me doing all the outlets in this nursing home thing, um, four floors or whatever. And uh it's funny. It just it taught me that of what I don't want to do. That is for sure. It was hard work. You know, you sat in a room by yourself putting in outlets every day. Yeah. Um, and it was just brutal. And the the funny part is, is I was late every single day. And in the city I, I lived in, they put up a speeding camera that I didn't, for, didn't realize was there. So every morning I was speeding past this camera and I had <laughs> by the end of the summer, I didn't make any money from that job because it went all to the city for the speeding <laughs> yeah. tickets. I was like, geez, Louise, what are we doing here? That's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> that story just came to my head. So uh, but back to, you know, you were in, in there trying to learn that um, where you kind of like deciding like, man, maybe I shouldn't be doing this if it's uh, no, or you're still full force. Oh, it. I was still I was like, this is it. Like, I'm I'm not going to do anything else because I, I had the backing of the union. Right. Like you it, you can't get fired from the union. Right. And as long as I can learn to maintain and just learn to do the bare minimum that I need to get by, I'm going to be fine. And and that was like that was my outlook. And mm-hmm. so my my whole mindset was like, get through this five year apprenticeship. I'm going to top out at thirty six bucks an hour. There's great healthcare here. You know, we had an annuity. We had really good retirement set up. I'm like, this is great for my family. You know, right. this is all I need. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't I wasn't moved to uh, to do anything outside of that. Right. And but I mean, it, that that makes total sense, especially with your character. And, um, you know, the people I've, the two people I've talked to before this, you know, um, kind of the one thing that I've noticed or starting to notice is. Um, you know, entrepreneurs or people that are in insurance industry or any type of business are people that are willing to put every foot in, into it and dive right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I look back, you know, you were McDonald's, you were putting your full effort into that. It was McDonald's, but you're still putting in your full effort. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm committed to. Um, and then you did the same thing with the dental stuff. You know, I have to go to school. I'm going to put my full effort into that, you know, and then you got into the apprenticeship and then you're like, I'm going to do this full force too. So um, being fully committed to something is the best way to excel in that. Right? Yeah. So, um, well, when did we start getting into the insurance world or how did you even come about it or, you know, why are you in it? Yeah. Uh, so really, I mean, it started with Matthew, my older brother. Um, he got involved in the industry in 2017. Now, Matthew had, he did naturally have an entrepreneurial spirit. In fact, I just asked him recently, hey, when, when dad said like, we're only here to get to there, how did that affect you? And he said, oh, I thought that was so stupid. (laughs) So we were so polar opposite in our our mindset and our approach when it came to that. So he was very, like, driven, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just naturally. And so he was working uh, in an optical, which he's going to tell his story on here. I'm not going to get too far into that. But. Yeah, he just uh, he was looking for opportunity to start his own business. And but it wasn't. I just want to clarify too. Same thing, kind of like the McDonald's position that you had starting out with. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at Walmart in the optical center. So yeah. I just want to make sure he wasn't at like a professional like side like private yeah. office, private practice or anything. He was in a Walmart. Yeah, working. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep, a hundred percent. 
And so, uh, yeah, he was he was looking for. I remember. I'm I'm not gonna get into all to, of it because he will, but he was he was trying multiple things, multiple mm-hmm. businesses, and when he interviewed with Nick Theodore, he was just like, "This is the best opportunity for me to start my business. It's extremely low cost. All I got to do is get an in- insurance license, and boom, you know, I have my own business." And so, when he presented that to me, I was like, "Well." That sounds a little too good to be true, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember he talked about buying leads. I'm like, dude, that's a scam. Like, you <laughs> you need to run so far away from that. And he was so broke at the time that I'm like, how are you even going to buy the leads, man? And then you're just, like, praying that it's going to work. Chelsea and I were helping, like, buy groceries for them. Uh, we had butcher box at the time. So, like, our parents would stop over and we would throw in some, like, meat and stuff mm-hmm. that we had at our house. Um, to take over to them. And so... So they're like the Salvation Army. You were just helping out, <laughs> donating. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I, looking back on it, um, I I genuinely thought like, man, I have the opportunity with IBW where you could top out making 36 bucks an hour. You should do something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do something as crazy as like buying a lead and praying that somebody's going to buy insurance right. off of you. Like... It, it was so such a foreign concept, and so no, I was not only was I not interest interested, I was like repulsed by the idea of <laughs> of ever doing anything. Well, like that. I mean, the industry that we're in, it, it's it, it's a weird concept, you know. It, it really is. It, it's not a hard thing to grasp around your head, and if you're not been around the industry or don't know anything about it or anything like that, you're of course you're gonna question. I mean, it does sound scamish at yeah. times. I have family members that still think I sell drugs. So <laughs> yeah, right. um, I'm like, no guys, I, everything I do is legal. I promise. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, that, that's what, but you know, your brother taking that first step, even though it wasn't you, um, it's still linked up with you at a certain point. Yeah. So, um, kind of talk about, you know, how long that took for you to get to that turning point. It was, it was a little over three years. So three years. Yeah. That's a long time, man. Yeah. I've been in this business for three years. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just working away at IBW, getting through that apprenticeship. Um, I was in, I believe I was approaching my fourth year of the apprenticeship when I finally decided I'm going to check this out. Did you ever get your, real quick, did you ever get your full um, electrician's license? No. 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 That is the crazy thing to me about trades is they get you in there and you are in there busting your rump for i know it's little to no money none none yeah trust me i know my buddy he struggled for years i think it five or six years he struggled yeah um, i think it was just a year ago he just finally got his license i'm like man and and let me tell you this like the, reflecting back on you know where we are now i tell chelsea all the time can you imagine working for 36 bucks an hour that sounds terrible. <laughs> like you're, and and it's not easy work, man. Like, yeah. Well, are, I, the the issue is, is that these these companies they say you know thirty six dollars an hour, but then what they don't they fail to mention or they that people have come accustomed to to accept is we have taxes to come out of there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about health insurance. Don't think about they get you to with the four hundred one k, which doesn't even out helped. And there was just an article I read recently is um, there's taxes and fees and they charge surplus fees and things in there that people don't even know about. Just a year ago, the U.S. had to step in and say, "Hey, you have to start disclosing it." Yeah, you know what they did? They made a thirteen arc page article where people won't read it, explain how there's fees right. and charges. Yeah, in there. it's like, it's like, I think the U. the U.S. and um, that's the only thing I know. That's where I live, obviously. So, um. I, 
people are just came accustomed to that. You were accustomed to it. You're like, man, 36 bucks an hour. Oh, yeah. But when you break it down to, you're probably only making $18 an hour. Well, I, I will say, like, the the way the union's set up, your union, that you package, your actual hourly rate, I think, is, like, somewhere between, like, 80 to to $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. But they, they are taking, like, at health insurance, stuff like that out. And so your your actual on the hour check is 36 bucks okay. an hour. Perfect. So, so yeah, I mean, you technically, do you make good money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, is it great? But you never got to that point though, right? No, I, ne- I never <laughs> even got to that point. Yeah. It's just reflecting <laughs> back now, thinking about even making 36 when I can sit down with a family for an hour and, and make 500 bucks. Right. It's like. <laughs> Uncomparable. That's yeah. for sure. That's right. for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it. I'm glad that you're not there. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> so, me too. Hey, but too. if you're in trades and you love it, hey, that's what you want to do. Whatever you're passionate about, definitely follow whatever you're passionate about. 100%. Uh, we just found an opportunity that um, really stuck with us, and we're very passionate about helping people. So yeah. um, I know that between you and your brother and everyone else, is that's their main thing that here. You know, money's great, but it comes down to helping people. So yeah, um, so, yeah so you you started the transitioning part. It took you three years to get that point. Um, and then where, why were you like, why did it take three years? Let's Let's go there. Well, I mean, I, I remained on the side of skepticism for a long time. Matthew started having a lot of success. He was making well over six figures in the industry. And at that point, it transitioned from non-belief, that doesn't work, to you're putting money above God. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my family would say. And and to be honest, I was like, yeah, he is. <laughs> it's like he totally is. And, um, it, you know, because he was working so hard, man. Like, this is not, we know this is not an easy industry. It's not easy at all. No. And no. so he, I mean, he was out there busting his butt. Like, uh, and and one of the one of the things that had happened was he missed Addison's birthday party one year. And, and I decided at that point, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. <laughs> your own brother. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you, you are such a piece of crap. Like, you make your own schedule and you're not going to come to my daughter's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he tried to explain to me, he's like, dude, you have no idea what's at stake in my life. And he's his dreams were so much bigger than a birthday party. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> right. mean? Like, right. of course he's not going to be there. Well, a lot but- of people get wrapped up on, I mean, birthday party. That's one the other thing I've learned from Nick Theodore is, um, you know, holidays, birthday parties. Um, it's like sometimes if you're in, in a big family, you know, it's, it's an every week thing. Yeah. And it's like, People don't realize, you know, we get one chance at this thing. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, if you want to go do that stuff, just do that. Um, but just know in the back of your head that, um, you know, my, my biggest thing is I, I read a book once and it said, um, or I forget, I forget who said it. Somewhere I saw and it really clicked with me. It said, do you want to be um, sitting in your rocking chair at 70 year old, not being able to walk, not being able to do things and having a regret? Ever Do you ever want to just have a regret? Yeah. And so that that sticks with me every day when I'm working. It's like I got to go out and keep on pushing at this thing, keep on doing it, because if I don't or if I don't take that next step or if I don't take that next challenge, I don't want to. Even if it's a year from now, you know, my biggest fear is a year from now is to be in the same spot I was a year ago. Yes. And it scares me and it haunts me every day. And yeah. I, I love it because um, I feel like I'm in a chase and somebody's chasing yeah. me 24 seven. And the best person to compete against is, is yourself. Yes. So. Um, always make sure you're chasing after that. So, right. Um, but anyway, so back to what you're saying, you know, um, it, it took a while to see your brother, um, do that, which it, it makes sense. You guys were helping him out for a while, um, with food and things. And so I could see why you were, why you were that way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, it, and 
Absolutely, yeah, we were helping out. But like I said, he started gaining a lot of success fairly quickly in this industry. It's not too often somebody gets in this and makes six figures year one. Right. You know, and so it, it still didn't drive me to ask questions or have want to have any involvement in the business because, again, at this point in my life, like, I don't care about money. I don't care <laughs> about any of that stuff. Like, I'm not that doesn't do it for me. I'm not attached to worldly things. This mm-hmm. is temporary. I care about raising my daughters and and being a good husband to my wife. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> like that's <laughs> all I'm interested in doing. And so, uh, you know, really what ended up happening was uh, Matthew was leveling up in his personal life. And so kind of what you were talking about where you're just such a driven person, you know, th- now what I've learned is that naturally when you're that type of individual, you're going to repel all the wrong people in your life. Yep. They're going to go away. Circle gets small quick. It does. And and all the right people are going to either come into the circle or they're going to stay outside. And so I really had a decision to make with Matthew. Like, it, am I going to come into the circle or am I going to stay away? And uh, <laughs> obviously he's my brother. I love him. And I, he, I know that he at his core, he's always been the best person that I know genuinely just a genuinely good-hearted good man and so I even though he was distant in my life at that point of course I still kept up with him I you know I wanted to know what he was doing he tried not to talk business with me as much as possible because <laughs> I like, was man he's probably thinking like man this man's been talking bad about this the whole yeah. time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah he, he had no interest in talking to me or the family about it anymore you know he would come around every now and then and, and just talk you know, just surface level stuff, but he didn't want to get involved in uh, in what was going on with his business. So what was the first thing that um, Matthew um, in his life that you saw that you're like, there must be something here. Like I'm starting to see things that I didn't even think were possible. Yeah, it was it was his conviction level and his confidence and, and the way that he was changing as a man um, that really started to make me open up my eyes to man, maybe I got this all wrong. Maybe my, maybe my perspective on life sucks, <laughs> you know? Um, it, and I really, for the first time, got to thinking about all that stuff. And it made me reflect on where I was and the way that I thought. And we had actually had a conversation about it. And he was like telling, telling me things that really sunk in. Like, um, man, if, if you're, if, what you're saying is true about like you want to be the best husband and the best father that you possibly can then how can you do that living a mediocre life yeah true that that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a that's a deep thought but that's, yeah. that's definitely factual i mean right yeah yeah, yeah. so he w- he was he started to chip away at my brain and then i'll never forget it there's been two times in my life that this has happened number one was when i realized i was going to marry chelsea mm-hmm we were laying at my parents' house in my bedroom. I was, I, she was laying on my chest. She was asleep. We were watching the movie A Walk to Remember, which was her favorite movie at the time. And I just, everything in that moment felt completely right. And I was completely at peace. And I almost felt like this weight lift off of my shoulders. And I was like, I'm going to spare, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I never have to worry about, like, going out and building a relationship with anybody else because this is it. This right. is her. This is the one. And so um, I knew I knew in that moment we were going to spend the rest of our life together. And flash forward to when Matthew was chipping away at my brain, 
standing at work one day and I had been working for several months with two guys that uh, they were hilarious. We had such a good time <laughs> working together. Uh, but they were talking. We were we had to wait for like hours to get into the Facebook building. We would just sit in the truck in the morning and uh, we were just sitting there and they were talking about retirement. And one guy's name is Mike. And he was saying, man, I'm going to retire as early as possible. Like I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh, the cut. You know, I'm going to take the penalty and I'm going to get out of the trade as quickly as possible and just enjoy the rest of my life. And the other guy is named Sam. And Sam was saying, dude, you're crazy for doing that. Like you need to go up until the I think it was like age 65 at the time. You need to work to age 65 and that way you get your full pension and your full benefits. It's crazy to work all that time just to take a pay cut. And Mike said, man, I don't care about a pay cut. Like I want to enjoy the rest of my mm -hmm. life. And I, it hit me. It just sunk in. How crazy of a conversation is this? How crazy is it that I'm locked in until age 65 or I get penalized? Mm -hmm. These, and it hit me for the first time that I don't control my time and I don't control my money. Mm -hmm. And if I don't control those two things, I don't control my life. Right. And so it, it just, it, it hit me like a, a weight just boom in my chest. And again, I had that moment of clarity, just like I'd had mm -hmm. with Chels, this moment of peace. And in that moment right there, I was more than ready to quit my job. I wasn't right. even licensed. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I hadn't even, I, I still didn't understand this industry, but I knew that I need, I need to ask Matthew more questions. I need to get this opportunity. So well, when you, when you heard that really, especially my, my first thought was, um, you know, when, if I would have heard that myself, I would have been like 65. So 65, you know, I don't know what the average person male passes away in the U.S., but let's just say 75. Mm -hmm. So you work for until you're 65 years old, you get 10 years? Yeah. 10 years. That don't sound like a good life. No. No. <laughs> no, not interested. <laughs> not interested in that. And and before that moment, that wouldn't have affected me. If if Matthew hadn't been chipping away at my brain, I'd be like, yeah, man, that's how life is. Like, we're <laughs> you die, and then that's when our real life starts, so none of this matters. Right. right. So, um, yeah, thank, thank God that that changed, but, uh, I was in luck because I actually text Matthew, my thoughts. And he said, I tell you what, we're having a leaders meeting in Cleveland, Ohio with Nick Theodore. And I want you to come up and I want you to meet some of the people we're working with. And I just want you to listen to the opportunity. And so that was my, my first real opportunity to get introduced to the entire business, what it right. was, how it's structured and how everything's done. Because at, at, before it was just a mythical creature that you didn't really know about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so was it after that meeting that you said, I'm, you know, everything we've talked about so far is, you know, you you put full force in. So after yeah. that meeting, was it, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm committing full time? Yes, 100%. I, I knew it, it was, again, just like when, when I'd had that thought with Chelsea, it was like, this is what I meant to do. This is what I'm going to do. And so... Um, yeah, I, I I didn't immediately quit my job. I mean, I did hang on to it for a little right. while. They had a lot of money coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got yeah. a kid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and obviously there was a lot of fear in that involved too. Like, uh, okay, I can't quit my job immediately. I got to make sure that I can even do this. But to be honest, it, it was not long after I got started that I dumped the job. And not only dumped my job, but I told Chelsea, dump yours too. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's full full feet in you're, yeah. you're dove in yeah i don't mess around man <laughs> now, now now the real question is you you dove straight in um did you bump your head when you fell in 
yes. It's my my favorite reaction to everybody. It's always like, yeah, it wasn't easy getting started, was it? No. No. So what was that like? So I, I always say this to new agents coming on because this was my experience. Like the worst thing that can happen to you in this industry is you get lucky when you're yeah. first starting. It's it's crippling to get lucky when you, because like, <laughs> you know, just just some of the things we train on, like don't ever set on a one legged appointment. Well, if a new agent goes and he sets on a one legged appointment and he sells it, sells it or she sells it. Of course, they're going to be like, well, you guys were wrong. It worked. <laughs> I, I, I know better than you do. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I've only been in this in a day. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Geez, it's like winning the lottery yes. uh, or going gambling, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I what happened was I got really lucky. I my first like two days of setting up appointments i wrote four apps for like almost ten thousand dollars oh, premium Jesus. yeah i didn't even know that yeah yeah <laughs> so i was that's why i quit my job so quick. i was like dude i just made so much more in two days than i have in a month as an electrician i'm quitting my job and chelsea needs to quit hers too <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah yeah because uh, we always wanted her to stay at home and be a, a full-time mom and so i saw like okay if i just replaced my income in two days how easy is it going to re to replace both of ours in a month right like the the math is mathing for me baby like <laughs> hey, this, this is hey, great that, hey i was the same way you know i i, was, I started out part-time worked four days and i i got lucky too um in mm -hmm. the very first part i remember the first client i sat with uh, my manager gave me a hundred dollars um and i was like I, i'm not even interested in doing this man he's like well here's a hundred bucks go try it you know um call first it was like the first five leads something set up set up my first appointment um and i still remember it to this day it was a young kid um like 20 years old yeah uh but went showed him the information watched nick theodore's video like 30 times and uh sold my first house i'm like golly i did not want it to work i was so like normally you'd think after selling your first house you'd be so pumped up yeah. i had a horrible experience with insurance um prior to this so when i sold that policy i'm like god damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually gotta look into this now shoot <laughs> right. so i was i was so so mad i was driving home beating on my steering like why did i have to sell that why did i have to help him and then so it's just like uh it just it's crazy to think about that uh you know some people do get lucky um but it, it was a bad thing for me too yeah um, um well looking back now is a great thing that i had instant success but um you know so yeah we definitely don't want that <laughs> usually yeah, right. so, no 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 um so you you do well quit your job um and then um when was the point that you were like you had some struggles it was pretty much the next month <laughs> i mean so, like i was so i had a natural ability for whatever reason i was writing some big apps so like we would get by on on just like a few you know like and i, I it was like like rookie mindset like when i was getting in front of somebody i was typically selling well real quick so um prior to switching what was your income um at your job I was making around $3,500 a month. $3,500. So in your head, you just had to make that. And yeah. then you're, you, you were still kind of in that mindset, still learning. So that's probably why you felt, fell back because you got comfy. You, right. You're like, I just made $10,000 about your head. Or it's like, oh, I don't have to work for two months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. 100%. Yeah. And it, I, I had that natural inclination from the beginning where if I make all my money on Monday, like I'm not working Tuesday through <laughs> Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, incomes. I, Again, it kind of came back to the mindset of my financial blueprint where I'm like, well, bills are paid with this, so good to We're go. good. You're yeah, gonna, I don't chill. I don't need anything more. <laughs> like, this this is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, what it what it led to is we didn't have uh, an egg saved up, right. you know. And so when, when the struggle hit, it hit hard. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, there's just no plan B. There was no plan B. 
None. The the only plan B that we had was credit cards, you know? <laughs> hey, thank you, credit card companies, right? Yeah, right, yeah. I yeah. feel like they're the backbone of, backbone of entrepreneurs, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> they may not know that, but they are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you 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 go through that, um, you know, with before, you, you know, you, you said no plan B. Was there any moments, though, where that second month you're like, man, should I have done this? Oh, 100%. I was so scared, man. And I, Chelsea had dropped down. She didn't quit, but she dropped down to two days a week. And so that's not a lot of money, right? No. Not <laughs> two days. Yeah, no. yeah, right. And I'm, I felt all of the pressure of it, the weight of all of the decisions that I had made. And I spoke so confident to Chelsea, too. I'm like, listen, girl. I just four apps. I put up ten. Grand. I'm daddy over here. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna yeah. get this yeah. thing care. Don't about? worry about it. Daddy yeah. got it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like if you want to shop at Gucci, like do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I got this. You know what I mean? So yeah, month two is when the pressure set in, uh, and I was like, I better make sure that I'm really good at this and really consistent. And so what did I do? Even though what I was doing was working, like I was closing deals when I was in front of people. I changed, I started changing my in-home presentation. I started watching like sales videos on YouTube and I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's a good way to sell it. That's a good. But what I had right from the very beginning was I, I wasn't going in there to try to make a sale. I was building a relationship and, and just, I wasn't, there was no sales talk whatsoever. Yeah. So, we're not, we're not in the business of sales. We're in the business of relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that's from the client standpoint all the way up to just business relationships too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I truly don't believe it. Um, especially in this industry or maybe just in life, um, re- relationships is, is key. You know, the saying is it's not about what you know, it's about who, you know, yeah. um, and, and I never correlated that to relationships like I do now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that, that, that really makes things better because, um, just like yourself, you started doing things different. So you didn't have that relationship good enough with Matt yet. Cause you didn't believe yet. You like, you believed enough to commit, but it sounds like when that times got rough, I'm guessing you probably were like, no, nah, I, I can figure this out on my own. Yeah. I don't need Matt's help. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I wanted to, you know, another mistake with my mindset back then. And I told Matthew from the very beginning, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be the brother that like rode my older brother's coattails, coattails into yep. success. Ego is the most costly thing in the world, right? Ego. And so that was my ego. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to ride your, like I got, dude, I didn't even go through the seven step training. <laughs> like I, I, I was like, I don't need this. I like, I just need to go out and sit in front of people. Like <laughs> I don't need to follow a system. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably the brother thing too. You're like, man, if he can do it, I know I can do it. Yeah. And I don't need any of his help. I, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a badass. At yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So, and I did have this confidence too, of like, even though, I barely knew anything about the business of Matthew's been doing this for years. Like I've heard enough. I've heard enough <laughs> to be able to get by, you know what I mean? Right. I get right. the concept. And so, yeah, unfortunately that was my mindset at the time and it crushed us. It yeah. crushed us. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people get into the business thinking they're going to make a million dollars right away. Um, and it, it's unfortunately, can you do it? Anything's possible. You, you have a chance as we say, right. Um, you definitely can do that, but um, it is going to take hard work, effort, struggle, um, and you have to embrace the struggle like we talked about in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about kind of like present now. You know, what what's life been looking like? What how has things changed? You know, I know you have I think three kids now, right? No, two, 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 two. two. Yeah. Or, 
We're talking about a third one. We're talking about a third. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe three here in the future, but I bet you wouldn't be thinking about uh, a third kid if you're making $36 an hour. <laughs> no, no. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about, you know, like right now where, where you're at, where your business is at um, and, you know, how you got there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, to kind of back up to where I was to where I am now, I think the one thing that I got right during that whole time is despite the fact that I was failing at an unbelievable rate. <laughs> like I can remember being in Orlando, Florida at a boot camp, and we were negative like $480 some dollars in our bank account, had no credit cards. Credit cards were maxed out and we couldn't apply for another one. So we took my mom's discovery. Don't you hate that when you're like, man, just give me an extra $500. Yeah, right. And you, you go to every credit card, denied, denied, denied. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, does yeah. somebody come please save me? <laughs> you know what's funny too is like that I kept on doing that. I, I was applying for credit cards and I would be like, well, this next one though, it's going to fix everything. My habits aren't changing. I'm not changing anything I'm doing. I'm still not going to plug in the way I need to, but this next credit card is going to fix everything. everything. It's going to turn everything <laughs> around. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, that's the point that it led me to maxed out credit cards, negative in the bank account. Um, and you think like, why would you, how are you flying down to Orlando, Florida? Sorry, guys. There's like, I don't yeah, know if there's a so piano playing or something, but that just distracted me. I'm so sorry. But Yeah, I started hearing it too. Sorry, a little ADD there. Yeah. <laughs> so, where, yeah. were, where were you? Sorry. Yeah, no. I would, so a lot of people would say like if you're negative 400 some dollars in your bank account, you have no access to credit cards. How did you get down to Florida? Well, we... Part of being negative, we bought our plane tickets already. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, I, I told my parents, I was like, this is the position we're in. Uh, and my parents actually loaned us some money, gave us that credit card. And then when we went down, uh, Matthew paid for our Uber to get the event. We stayed in a $50 uh, Airbnb. We cooked uh, pasta that we brought from the house. <laughs> we couldn't have, We had no food at the house. Right. I can't tell you. Chelsea and I get choked up talking about this. Mm -hmm. How scary. It is to be a father with with a wife and two kids and not have food. <laughs> like Yeah. Whew, yeah. yeah. I it, mean we, we don't we don't um well a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, yeah. it, it it's uh the reality in this in this life is that um, you know, struggles do happen. You know, I've been same same position. I didn't know where I was gonna eat the next day. Yeah. Um and and I, I do have a little bit of ego and I'm not gonna ask people for help. I'm gonna yeah. figure it out. Um and because that's what I do. You know, a lot of people tell me that all the time, you know, the one thing that they they know about me is when I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna figure it out and I don't know how I'm gonna I don't personally know how I'm gonna figure it out, but it always yeah. it always ends up good. Um but that's just, you know, I know you're a very faithful person just like I am and um, you know, not to get religious or anything like that, but that that's literally how I I, I run my life, you know. Yeah. I really, literally do not stress about anything. Um, I let him guide me to where I need to go. Yeah. Um, because that moment I start stressing when things start going bad. Yep. And so um, I, I can definitely relate and definitely see your emotion when it get when you get down to that point and um, you don't know where that's going to go. But you made a choice to commit to this and you committed to your brother, um, and that's why you went to a training, right? Yeah. You you had um, just less of an ego enough to say. Hey man, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta go to this training. Yeah, that's um, the that's the seventy percent ego, right? Like right. that's why it's a good thing because you, even though you're failing, and and obviously like you're you're at the very bottom, there's still part of me that never stopped believing in myself, and that's why I kept applying for the next credit card. And, and even though I was negative in our bank account and maxed out credit cards, I'm still gonna do what I can to get down to this training because I know if I just keep going, 
there's going to be success somewhere. I just got to find it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's what differed. That's why there's, um, you know, we, there's a, there's a, a lot of people don't realize there's the same amount of insurance agents, um, in the field running business each year that there was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why there's a lot of people that get into the industry, um, and aren't willing to go hungry. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember times running appointments and I couldn't eat that day. Yeah. Cause I was on the road. I had to, I had to get home. <laughs> you know, I didn't have much at home either. It was pizza rolls <laughs> right. and pizza rolls saved my life and ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. But I, let me tell you, I've been poor, so I know how to make a mean ramen. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes I just humble myself every now and then every, right. every once in a while I'll eat a bowl of ramen and be like, yeah. this is where I used to come from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> right. You keep them, keep them back there just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, it's just really a Ryan. I should, I should frame a thing of ramen. That's what I should do. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be should. a good thing to do. So be good art. Right. So um, obviously, you know, struggle, went to the boot camp, and I'm assuming things changed after that moment. So I actually, at that very boot camp, uh, I remember Chelsea came, she took a phone call and she came back in. I was sitting in the very back corner of the room. I remember I was wearing the suit that was too big for me. We looked awful. <laughs> and uh, she came back in and she sat down next to me and she said, Guess what? And I said, What? And she said, We're getting $11,000 back on our taxes. 11 G's that had been uh, you had been almost crying probably I did cry <laughs> I mean, immediately like in the back this conference is going on I'm sitting in the back corner bawling my eyes out because I was like again just like I did with all the previous credit cards I'm like this is going to change everything like if I can just implement what happened at this conference what I've learned and I can take this money and finally let's just get ahead and stay ahead and never look back and so things things did get better after that. They did, but it things still weren't fully fixed. Like ultimately what it came down to is for one, I, I needed to fix my attitude, my ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also needed to fix my financial blueprint because right. I, I, I still didn't I didn't care to make a ton of money. Like as long as our bills were paid and we could feed our two girls, that's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. And now you you you've had a continuous success, you've been continuing to grow. Um now do you still do you still have issues or is it all sunshine and rainbows every day? Oh, of course. There's always going to be issues. It doesn't matter what level you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, we're, we're all always going to have problems in our life still. But I can tell you right now, and Nick Theodore says it all the time, it's like, yeah, you can have problems, but having money while you have problems makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, um, money doesn't I, – I always say, you know, you're always going to have problems. Money just makes it your life a lot easier Yeah, figuring things out, you know, when things come up you know, as we say, shit happens. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or if you make $10 an hour, shit's going to happen. It's just whether or not, um, one, if you have the finances to take care of that shit, yeah, <laughs> so, right. um, or Nick calls it, you know, bigger money problems. So, yeah, right. um, and so yeah, it definitely, um, makes things a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's this huge weight lifted off of me and in in this pressure that I used to feel where I know that I now have the ability and the skill set to go out there and generate the amount of money that I need. Even, even if things start to get tight, like even if things, even if they get a little tight and I'm like, man, rent's coming out, you know, I got to pay out lead credit. I got to invest in this for my business, whatever it may be. It's like, okay, well, here's what I need to go fix it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I'll just go out there and generate that money. And, uh, and then, 
get things back rolling again. Yeah, so. I mean, at the end of the day, we're business owners. There's always going to be struggles. There's going to be ups and downs. Um, but, but, you know, we always have a saying, you know, um, you don't want to be in the penthouse and you don't want to be in the lower level. Just yeah. stay in the stay in the middle floor and just ride that middle floor, yeah. right? Um, some people say ride the wave, but that wave can come crash down. So I want to stay in the middle floor. It's stationary. I got a foundation. It's not going to rock. Yeah. Um, unless a hurricane comes, you know, I'm still on the second floor. Things may float away. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a kind of an inside joke, but... <laughs> So, um, but just keeping that level head and staying there. So yeah, emotionally speaking now yes. in life, we're, we're going to go up to the penthouse. Hey, that, this is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have a penthouse in the sky. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right. So I know there's so much more we could, we could possibly talk about. I know we're kind of, a, kind of on time crunch here. Um, you know what I like to do, um, I like surprising people that I bring, bring on the podcast. So I don't tell anybody about this. So bear with them if they're thinking for a second. Um, but I want to talk about the future. So what yeah. I want to do is I want you to come up with three goals. Um, and then six months from now in January, we're going to be able to review the clip and watch it live. And we're going to see your goals and we're going to have your reaction and see, um, whether or not you accomplish those goals. Um, and you know where you're at then. Yeah. So well, I, I, I can fire you. those off right away. All right. Now, this is a, a kind of a weird thing, but I know in our industry, like FTC, are we allowed to talk about income goals or? I did talk to regulations. We can talk about anything on the podcast. There will be a disclaimer at the bottom. And that's why I always say results aren't typical um, unless you put in the hard work. So, okay. um, and it just so you're aware, the three goals does not have to involve the business, just three goals, whether it's life goals, business goals, and yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, this uh, this business is really the car that I'm riding in to get to the point in life that I want to be. So a lot of my goals, they are life goals, but they heavily involve the business, yep. right? Because uh, this is this is where it's going to get us where we want to go. And so um, right now, currently for the year, we're pacing for about $150,000 income. Uh, I want to increase that to 200000 And so we got a plan together to, uh, to hit $200,000 in income by the end of the year. Um, I've not made multiple six figures yet, right? So mm -hmm. I would definitely want to at least make $200,000 at a bare minimum. Uh, and then I also want to break out as RM uh, within within the next six months by the end of the year. Definitely want to hit RM. Just real quick, just for people that don't understand what RM, that is just a management title um, and building your agency to a bigger level. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, really just hitting uh the the goal of getting at least one new writer started a week and that way by first second quarter of next year i can just retire out of the field and really start managing my agency and spend all of my time with uh with my family right yeah i mean those sound like amazing goals that's definitely going to propel you to a way higher level um and even you know it sounds like a small goal but that one agent started per week um, it adds up quick. I mean, that's fit. There's 52 weeks in this year. Yeah. Or every year, actually. So yeah, every I don't know why I said one. this year that every year is 52 <laughs> yeah. weeks. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's gonna be 52, two writers, you know, 52 writers. Um, if you guys don't know, um, you are well beyond financially free at that point. Yeah. Um, and your business is healthy growing and you never have to worry about a dollar again. So, right. uh, I know for a fact, if anybody can do it, it's definitely you. Um, you're my running buddy too. So, um, I will be keeping you accountable. We talk almost every day, so he will be getting an earful every day if he's not keeping up with these goals. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. I, I know we could talk probably for another two hours, but, yeah. um, there'll be more of these and we could talk more and, um, so people can get to know you a little bit better too. I appreciate you, Brady. I love you. All righty, man. Hey, thank you guys for watching or we're watching, listening, however you're doing it. Um, we appreciate every single one of you guys and we will catch you on the next one. Yeah. Let's go.
we just gotta go hard. Uh. Adrenaline pumping through my veins, can't relax, original I am not the same as these cats I sting them if they never ever mind and they beeswax I don't ever cap, but I'm wearing like three hats Never been a rat, but I know where the cheese at You'll never get a trophy, cause they all here where we at You better believe that When it's all said and done, I still be here standing Never took a loss, and it ain't something that I'm planning I dare you to say something, my focus